Welcome to the Pure Creative Force Podcast. I'm Christy McNabb, your host. There's a pulse of creativity running through each of us. It's our job to honor and activate it. Creativity is the antidote to the ills, struggles, and challenges we see in our lives and the world around us. The act of creating and bringing forth something new dissolves the old and useless ways. Join us and discover how to unleash the pure creative force within. Hear from fellow creators about their process and learn how to keep elevated. Be inspired to go create. In this episode, I interviewed Jenny Johnson on her serendipitous career journey as a creative and an entrepreneur. Jenny is the design manager for Gensler, the world's biggest architecture and design firm, and she's also the founder of The Loom Collective, a graphic and web design and branding consultancy. She shares how opening herself up to the pure creative force led her to an expanded definition of creativity, meaningful connections, and unexpected life and career experiences. Here's our conversation. Welcome to the Pure Creative Force podcast, Jenny. We're so happy to have you with us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Share with us a little bit about your career journey as a creative designer and an entrepreneur and how you got to where you are today. My whole career has been, had been in business development. It had been in very, very dry, you know, sales, um, advertising sales, but sales nonetheless. And I had a yearning to be more traditionally creative play in a more creative field or be more creative or create and not just focus on relationships in my work, but to also be like creating something and or be around, you know, beauty, all of that. So that is why I, you know, I was, I was thinking about interior design or graphic design and ended up doing graphic and web design, but um, I was craving a more creative existence What's funny now um, in this most recent transition is that I realize how broad creativity is and how far reaching it is and how it doesn't necessarily mean the traditional, you know, art or design, but there is so much creativity in problem solving, creativity in, in relationship, but also, you know, how you look at things or, you know, solve problems. So my most recent transition, so the last three years I'd been founder and creative director, designer at the Loom Collective, my graphic and web design and branding business. And yeah, I fell, fell in love with the business of design and knew that I didn't have the capital to create the sort of like agency feel that I wanted and to, you know, hire a team of people and have that career that sort of experience day to day that I wanted. And I loved my clients. I didn't want those like huge, like as an entrepreneur, I didn't want the like to be going after huge clients. Like that wasn't my passion. So I knew it was time for, for a change. And so here I am at one of the, the world's biggest architecture and interior design firms called Gensler as design manager. So how has your definition of creativity evolved? I think originally I thought 
I even thought it maybe wasn't for me that I didn't have a skill or a trade. I didn't know how to draw. I didn't know how to paint. My original view of creativity was very narrow and very traditional, I'd say. And now I think creativity is so, it's a lot broader than, than I thought, of course. And it's subtle too. Just there's, there's a lot of, you know, creativity in looking at situations with a different perspective. Uh, it could be as simple as that. And I think creating, creating anything or to create in general is you can create an experience, you can create, you know, it doesn't have to be creating, you know, this very specific output like art. Mm -hmm. And share with us, so you've, when you were an entrepreneur running your own business, you were helping people bring their brands to life, image and visually, and kind of really understanding who they were and what their businesses were and what their mission were. And, and how do you illustrate that and, and bring images and, and pictures to that? And then now you're creating experiences with the clients of Gensler. And um, it really is about, you know, how do we connect people to our missions and to what we're doing and, and give them an experience. Tell us a little bit about how that's evolved. I'm going to start backwards. For some reason, my brain wants to do that, which is creative <laughs> in itself. Today, as design manager, I'm very much like my job is to make sure, and this directly relates to what I was doing with the Loom Collective. My job is to make sure that the client's message and the brand, their brand's message and their story is successfully communicated through environmental graphic design or even in their signage, like their outdoor signs, their indoor signs, their wayfinding signs, where it's like directional rooms, but that every little piece, whether it's that or, you know, a mural wall or, or some kind of illustration on a wall, that the message is clear, gets trans translated to the designers and that the designers product work product represents and tells that message and tells that story very well the loom collective when i was doing the actual designing and design work and was very close to it it was a very intuitive process for me and it, it almost happened you know as each one of my clients was telling their story you know, the brand, the brand identity, it sort of bubbled up to the top. And I sort of saw it in my mind. Even if we were just talking about, you know, what they did that day or whoever, you know, whatever it is, they're, they're sort of the personality and the essence. And of course, how they describe their business and their mission and their goals and um, who, the, you know, the values that they stood for. To me, I immediately, you know, associate visuals in my head with what they're saying and sort of the qual, you know, the the energy of what they're they're saying, colors and typography and all of these elements of a brand, they all have a different personality. And it was it was very fun for me to sort of sweep through, you know, everything that that I that I know or remember that comes to mind with different, you know, font styles and and just different colors and match that. It was sort of like a matchmaking game, right? Uh, matching the, the brand with, you know, their perfect color. Like what was the perfect elements that perfectly communicated 
the brand's personality and mm-hmm. story. And tell us a little bit more because when you say intuitive, I mean, there's a place, a clarity or a clearing that you have to have first as listening and hearing what your client is saying. And then when you, you know, these images come up in your mind's eye or, you know, you're, you're hearing the story and you can visualize, you know, that's definitely a gift, but it's also something I think that we all can work to achieve, meaning, well, how can I be sort of this clear channel to see and to connect and to make this, this matchmaking happen? Yeah, I think everybody's different. And it's just, it's just in making that connection, um, perhaps. When I, you know, even when you meet somebody new and you get the sense that maybe they're a little bit shy or, or, you know, like when you read their body language, I, when I meet somebody that's, that seems very grounded or seems, you know, very, and, and looking at what they're wearing as well, like I can tell, oh, they probably love like the earthy colors, like browns and greens and, you know, neutrals. And a lot of times I'll, when I'm on the phone, I will ask a client what's in their home or what's in their office to almost check like what is what I'm feeling for what would be perfect for their brand or their brand's personality. Is that, you know, is that right? And oftentimes it will be right that they're how they decorate their home. It's a perfect extension of, especially for brands or businesses where they are the brand, this Mm -hmm. this would be the case that it wouldn't be a separate, you know, organization that has its own personality. This is the, the business owner that they are the brand oftentimes they're already starting their, their brand's personality just by, you know, what they're decorating their home with. How does that shift from working with an entrepreneur who is their personality, their brand is the business versus a larger company now? I think for these big companies, every project, whether it's, um, and of course with the projects that I touch, a lot of them, most of them involve like a renovation or a building of a space. Um, sometimes it is product design or, or brand design or web design, but each project even tells its own story. And with the work that I'm doing now at Gensler, the environment is, is so important. And when a visitor enters into the environment, what is the message that, that we want to um, tell them if it's like a headquarters, then it's very, you know, it's the brand personality. A lot of times these brands, of course, these bigger companies will have standards and guidelines and, you know, sort of laid out so that we can align to them. This is not anything we're creating unless we are doing a brand for, for a company, but more times than not, it's, it's that. And so it's really, it's really taking into consideration in this work, you know, what, is the mo- what are the moments within an environment that branding could make an impact and what is that message or what is that story in that environment at that time? So as a creative, well, you've really mastered um, kind of both left and right brain as running a business and now being a design manager and then also being the 
creative designer, like bringing forth the, the creativity. Tell us, what's your method for turning right brain, left brain on, off, switching back and forth? You know, right when I started, like the first couple of days, I remember I, I definitely had to be more in the analytical side and not be in the creative side as much. And then I think I was called to, like I had a couple of projects that it overlapped um, when I started. So I was working, you know, nine to five and trying to, you know, get my bearings in this new job. And a lot of it is very, you know, paperwork heavy and there, there really is no creating when you start a new job like this. But um, then I would go home at night and design, you know, finish designing a website. So for me, it was, it was actually more difficult than, than I anticipated, but it was as simple as like taking a walk before I started or, you know, just sort of mentally preparing and then getting into it. But it is interesting how it is sort of that switch like task to task, like I can tell like where I'm at in my brain. It's, it's kind of odd, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes approaching creativity from an, a purely intellectual space, that's where we get stuck. So share with us, um, you know, how you, you know, move in your body or meditation or kind of shaking up. I got to get out of my head in order to be more creative. I'd say it is very physical for me, like getting that, that movement or flow and that flexibility. I think I definitely have a tendency when I'm in the part of the brain where I am more analytical and it's the boring paperwork or the, you know, writing is, is even for me a little bit, especially if it's like drier subject matter, but movement is, is my biggest way to to get that flow back to get that energy back and just like a little bit of separation but walking is is huge exercising of any kind movement of any kind one person dance party in the office (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my gosh for sure (laughs) can you do that there where you are Um, I'm in a quiet room right now. I bet I could. (laughs) No, I mean, I am truly in an open concept. Uh, Like there's, we all like share everything. There's no walls. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And does that lend itself to more creativity? It lends itself to a lot of distraction. I think it, it's great for connection and collaboration and there's little tricks that I'm learning that people do now. Like if the, if designers have their headphones on, it's sort of like a no fly zone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then they'll take them off when they're working, but are okay with, you know, having questions asked or, or distractions. A lot of people will just work from home if they have like a heads down, you know, project or scope they need to write or, you know, that kind of thing. You know, the number one reason why I left uh, my business for this, you know, career, huge career change was I wanted more connection and collaboration in my life and like careful what you ask for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause I got it. Instant manifestation. Yeah, absolutely. How, what tips do you have for 
eliminating distractions or at least giving yourself space to either create or get something done? It's knowing what you need, like asking for the help you need, if that's part of it. And, and, you know, making the priority and making the, the commitment and making the time and space for it. I know I certainly don't want to fall into this like project management, design management role and not have that creativity. Like I don't want it all to go away, but I know myself and this job is demanding. And so I will make sure that I'm scheduling events or, you know, creative dates with myself or friends or, you know, putting that time on my calendar. Go with what works for you. Like I am a very organized person. I live and breathe with my calendar. Like I will calendar block creativity all day long. I also need help to a lot of times to motivate me to, to keep my commitment of creativity. And, and I do love connection and you know, being with other people and experiencing creativity with other people. So I will schedule things that I know are in that other part of the brain with friends, whether it's like going to a museum or listening to music or whatever it is. So it's just making it a, a priority and, and scheduling that time in the calendar. That's like the non-negotiable for me to make sure that I'm showing up to the fun in life. I think meditation has, has its place too for when I do feel stuck. Meditation for me, it's like a, it's like a palate cleanser. Mm. It washes out like all of the thoughts that I had. It allows me to let it go. And then whatever I do after that, I'm, I'm pretty fresh and in tune. And whether that's creativity or back to the analytical, I, it doesn't matter. So mm -hmm. when you hear the words pure creative force, what does that mean to you? Or how do you experience that in your life? What, what I felt with those combination of words, I, I, I felt like it was really powerful. It's sort of taking what, what seems to be like a more passive concept of like creativity and giving it a lot of depth and weight and power, which is very cool to me. Because for me, like one way that I live a creative life and always have, and I didn't realize it, is that I know there's a creative solution to every problem. I always have. Like I am not a yes or no person. I'm like a let's do both always person. So it almost gave voice to what, what I really believe that life, like there isn't a lot of my life that, that isn't creative. And it always has been all along. I just didn't realize it. And even in like how I choose to live my life, what I choose to do as my career, like how I choose to use my time, there is creation in all of that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a very powerful combination of words. When you were younger, did you consider yourself creative or was this something you grew into and, and learned to accept that of yourself? I yearned to be a creative. <laughs> I definitely didn't think I was. 
and my mom was like, I saw her, she was more of the, you know, like she could draw, she could paint. She was more of the creative person in the family. And I always thought I was like my dad. He's a great salesperson, a great business person. And, you know, I'm just like dad. So I, um, and my mom now is an interior designer. So I always thought, you know, I was more like my dad and gosh, that couldn't be further from the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a time in your life, in your career where you just said, wow, I am creative or I had it all wrong when I was a kid? I think it's through, you know, through designing, um, through that journey of stumbling into the brand and, and graphic and web design. I mean, I, I didn't realize I had it in me. Like it was really, there is, there is something to be said about move your feet and your mind will follow, like take the action regardless of how you feel and the results sort of follow that. It I was, I was definitely like not sure if I could do it or, you know, and I just, I just tried and what came out was amazing was this design business that I didn't know was in me. And it was like my perfect stepping stone to being in the role that I'm at now that is immensely creative and I get to like exercise all of my strengths within, within it. So yeah, I'd I'd say absolutely. You know, when I left the career, the sales career, I didn't know where I was going or what was going to happen, but the creativity, I knew I wanted to be creative, whatever that, that meant and looked like. And it found me for sure. And there's always like the second guessing, like, am I good enough? Am I, is this good enough? And the comparison game, especially when, when the creativity is, has that kind of output, but in the end, it doesn't matter. And it's all like, how can I do something better than I, than I did? Not how can I do something? How can I have a a better quote unquote expression of creativity than somebody else? What are you most proud of creating? opportunity. I think there's creation in, you know, creating these really amazing opportunities for myself. That's, I think that's what I'm, I'm most proud of. That's, that's what came out of the entire, I mean, I'm certainly proud of myself for going the entrepreneurship route, which is not easy and, you know, doing pretty well. But I think the opportunities that have arisen from being brave, from taking risks, I'm probably most proud of that. Mm-hmm. And in you being brave and taking risks, creating opportunity for yourself, you also along the way were creating opportunities for all of the people you were working with. I would say the one of my favorite things in my life that I've ever been able to do is help other people realize their own dreams. Mm-hmm. I mean, that like would almost bring me to tears when I was doing it because it felt so good and so important. That was one of my favorite things about, in particular, brand graphic and web design, is these are skill sets that can be used to help people launch their dream lives, their dream careers, their dream ideas. Following your heart, 
you know, even when you said move your feet, the mind will follow, you had a passion to move forward with something. And, and the same thing when you're working with clients, it's like there's a, a piece of you where your heart is wide open, you're listening, you're hearing, you're coming up with solutions. How do we sort of, I guess, redefine creativity and open it up to what's in our hearts? Yeah, I think that sometimes, I don't, I'll speak for myself, like sometimes I don't realize it, but I think that the result or the outcome um, that or the goal is a lot more narrow and specific than it, it has to be. I think like cultivating that curiosity and open-mindedness throughout and especially from the beginning can lend itself to some really interesting outcomes that I might not have expected. So I think flexibility and open-mindedness and curiosity, it's, those are good tools. Any advice for our listeners on how you can cultivate more curiosity in your life or your work? I made the decision to feel my way through life instead of think my way through life. And that was a game changer. It changed everything. Like I no longer had to have anything make sense. And in feeling my way through life, now the decisions that I make or you know, even to the smallest degree, it's like, how does it feel? And like, I can be curious about why I don't, I don't have to justify anything. I think that's part of the curiosity. So listening to those inner curiosities that voice themselves, like I wonder, like I'm thinking about dancing, but I don't know why, or I, I, I want to take this kickboxing class, but I'm not coordinated or like whatever those things are that come up in me, I have made a commitment and sort of a way of life of moving towards those things without thinking about it and without having to rationalize it. And that it's like a snowball effect into everything. It's like, how, how does it feel? Like if something doesn't feel right, but on paper it's perfect, I won't do it anyway mm -hmm. if it doesn't feel right. So I think that and curiosity go hand in hand. Yeah, that's beautiful. What what was the aha moment or the turning point for you when you went from thinking your way to feeling your way? A very dark place in my life. <laughs> as the, as pain is the touchstone of of growth always. I it was like the end of a romantic really a really long-term relationship. My grandmother passed away and my mom um, got sick. She's totally fine now, but it was just like all happening at once. Mm. And I just had that moment of like, am I going to the dark or going to the light? Like, how am I going to get through this? And that was, um, that was sort of the start of like, screw it. I'm going to have the most magical life I possibly can. Like, I didn't want to just like go to the light. I'm like, I'm going to like be the light, like mm. screw it. And, and then just learning about you know, intuition and, and what that was and how practical it was and how it was a tool and how to tune into it. And then learning about how much more intuitive 
I really was than I thought and how much like valuable and rich information was there in my intuition and, and in my heart and not so much in my mind. And just learning to, to clear that, you know, like we talked about before, it's sort of like, how do you clear your, the filter, clear the mind before going into something creative? It's, it's sort of the same thing for tuning into those, you know, what's the next right thing for me to do? What in career and life, you know, anything. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was really that dark time that sort of shook everything loose and then here I am. <laughs> and I love the affirmation, I'm going to live the most magical life I can. I mean, what a beautiful way to wake up every morning. <laughs> I think that there is also magic in acceptance and accepting the hard days too. It's like just being okay with not being okay one day. It's very empowering to me. It's like, okay, today doesn't feel like a good day. I'm not really feeling well. So it is what it is and not being down about it or I know even on those harder days, the light is there if I want it. Like I can reach out for it. I can, I can move closer to it whenever I want. Where do you personally find your inspiration? I'm, I, I'm like a very curious and observant person. So I'm always like looking at things and inspired by things. And I'm very like, definitely in my environment. So like being in nature is important to me. I find that very inspiring. What pieces of advice do you have for listeners out there who may be the entrepreneur running a creative business? So whether they're brand consultants or web designers or graphic designers, what advice would you have for them? I would say you're not alone and don't feel like you need to go it alone. I think partnerships like strategic partnerships and supportive partnerships are so important. Um, I wouldn't be anywhere in life without coaches and mentors. It takes a village for me, like Mm -hmm. really. And, you know, I, I make it a priority to invest in things that really support me And what advice would you have for them if they're sort of struggling? I got to be more creative or I can't find my creativity or I'm blocked. What would you say to them? It's kind of like how they say when you're single, don't think about wanting a boyfriend and the guy will come like, just forget about it. You know, Romance yourself, right? Yeah. Romance yourself. It's like, it's like, okay you're stuck. Forget about it. Like live your life and do something that you love. I think my back door to creativity is engaging in something that I love that definitely involves movement. I think movement of the body and like movement of your energy is, you know, I've said it a million times with you, but um, it's, it's, it's true for me. It works for me. So when in doubt and, and if, if you're stuck and frustrated, do something you love and forget about it. And you never know what could pop up. You know, this, this job, it's very serendipitous how it happened. And, and it was all because of a, a series of events where I said yes, and I didn't want to say yes. Mm. 
so there it's a long story but there was an event um i was volunteering and i didn't want to say yes but i said yes and i was volunteering and the kickoff for this program that i was helping out with um was hosted at gensler at at my uh, employer so the second I walked in, I was, I just looked around and was like, this feels good. I don't want to leave. Mm. I literally had no idea what they did or, or what the company was about or anything, but I found somebody that worked there and was like, I don't know. Like I, it was so, so strange, but it was all through feel like how it felt here. It was like familiar and it felt good. And I was like, I don't want to leave. I want to be here. Like, are you hiring? <laughs> like, and they hired you. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if that isn't a lesson in feel your way through to have a magical life, then I don't know what is. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing what can happen when you like ask the question, even though you don't know why or are embarrassed or go somewhere that you just wouldn't think to go or should, didn't feel like you should go or whatever it is. It's like, the magic's definitely there. Thank you, Jenny, for your insights and wisdom. If you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur and want more information on Jenny's graphic design and branding offerings, visit www.loomcollective.com. That's L-U-M-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E.com. You can also follow Jenny on Instagram, at the Loom Collective. Thanks for joining us on the Pure Creative Force. Be inspired and go create something new today. And if you enjoy the captivating mantra music, check out our featured musical artist, Osley. That's O-S-L-E-E underscore music on Instagram.